You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown! You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski. I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet. You can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how we are here live on Periscope pretty soon. It will be live on Twitter. Uh, they are, as it's been said in the comments here, sunsetting Periscope. Uh, that's fine because most people find it on Twitter anyway. So uh, just come hang out on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. I say it every show. Packers, Panthers, tomorrow night. And it is weird to play on a Saturday. Uh, and I, I just... I'm glad we're playing games at this point in a lot of ways because of what's happening in in other sports. College football has fallen completely apart because of the situation and and COVID and the, the protocols and the problems that they're having. It is kind of remarkable we've gotten this far with the, the NFL season. The Packers go into, speaking of health, this Saturday night matchup as healthy as they've been really all season. Um, just about every starter is good to go for Saturday. Jay Sternberger is going to be out with a concussion, a concussion, uh, but not technically a starter. Uh, and really, is tight end three. I mean, Mercedes Lewis is your main blocker. Big Bob Tanyan is your main receiver. So Green Bay is going to have a full complement of offensive weapons against one of the worst defenses in the league. And defensively, they're going to be as healthy as they've been all season. They're starting secondary. Good to go. Starting defensive line. Good to go. Starting linebackers. Good to go. Everyone should be in good shape for this game, which means this is going to be the clearest picture that we've had about this team. The clearest picture that we have of what they can be going into the game on no going, excuse me, going into the playoffs and they have, you know, an offensive line that's shuffled through injuries. Corey Lindsley, obviously not back, but the guys that they have currently available to them are in the mix. They've been the best offensive line in the league this year, no matter who's been out there, the receivers EQ comes out, has a big catch on Sunday against the Lions. Not not a big part of the game, but makes that crucial catch to extend a drive. They're getting contributions from everyone on this team right now. We know what Devontae Adams is. We know what Aaron Jones is. Jamal Williams has been a big part of this offense. It's going to be A.J. Dillon maybe getting some opportunities this weekend. This is what they drafted him for. The cold, the Lambeau field, the playoff push, all of it. That is what... They brought him here to do. And so we may, for the first time, get a chance to actually see him do it. And in that way, this game is important from a a cohesion standpoint. You want to have all your guys and then go, this is who we can be. This is who we are. And you go into the playoffs going, we have this identity. We know what we are capable of. And they they know in flashes what they're capable of. Go out and dominate a football game. They know that they can't overlook this Panthers team. Almost everyone that's going to play on Saturday played last year 
when the Panthers pushed this Packers team really to the brink and and outplayed them for long stretches of that football game with Kyle Allen at quarterback. So Teddy Bridgewater, clearly an upgrade. They've added Robbie Anderson. Jeremy Chin is playing at a high level. Derek Brown comes in and you you're going to have to play well to beat them because you're going to have to score well to beat them. They can score offensively. Now they go into these weird lulls and Teddy Bridgewater is Charlie Checkdown. And that is important for this defense, right? Because you have a defensive coordinator who wants you to go 10, 12, 15 plays. And we saw against the Colts, they were content to do that. And it was like Green Bay didn't know how to react because that's how Indianapolis wants to play. Well, that's how the Panthers want to play. They want to run the ball and they want to get the ball out quickly to their receivers, to their playmakers. And they can do that. So if you play soft, if you play all of this too high and and off-zone coverage, Teddy Bridgewater is going to complete passes on you. He's going to move the ball down the field. And the Packers this season have been one of, if not the worst, red zone defense in football. So if they get down there, if they move the ball on you, they're going to score when they get inside the red zone. Green Bay's defense has been tragic in the red zone. If they've been in the gold zone offensively, they've been in like the brown zone defensively. It's been awful. And the one game, they just let their guys go out and play more man coverage, aggressive up front with the games and the twists and the stunts and the blitzes. They beat the breaks, at least defensively, off the the, the Eagles for long stretches of that game. That was their best defensive performance to date. And they come back the next week and they play kind of passive, kind of soft. And then you you have to wonder, okay, what is the deal here? What is what what is Matt LaFleur's influence on this team? And if he's not going to Mike Patton and saying, Mike, this is what we got to do. Go back and watch the Philly tape. And this is how this team needs to play, because if he's not doing that, I want to know why they have an opportunity here to assert themselves and say our identity is this team that can cover on the back end and can pressure you up front. And we believe in it. And so we're going to push you with it. We're going to dictate terms to you. We're, we set the terms of this engagement here. Not you. We're not going to play reactionary football. We're going to play aggressive football. And that is unfortunately not something that we've been able to say about this team enough this season. Now, all of that said, I think the Packers are going to win. I think they're going to win comfortably. And, you know, there's going to be some little thing that we're going to be able to nitpick for the next week about and worry about the Titans. I know everyone is worried about the Titans. All the fans, at least, are worried about the Titans. The Packers can't be looking ahead because Carolina can score and they have playmakers. And if you miss tackles, if you miss assignments, if you blow coverages, they can score in bunches. And they they do have some guys like Jeremy Chin, he, you know, maybe the only one, Shaq Thompson. They have some playmakers who, if you give them opportunities, they will take it. So I just don't understand why they this has not been the plan more often. This is the time because you have an offense that you can stop. They th- this is an explosive offense at times, and it has been one that has also at times been eminently stoppable. I mean, they've just looked terrible for for stretches of this season. You have to dictate terms 
or you have a, a real problem with getting stops. That's just the reality. All right, there's a lot of uh, conversation right now about the Packers' future and where they go in the playoffs, where the seedings are, what the machinations are. And really the reality is they just need to keep winning. If they went out, they're the one seed, we're done. We don't need to talk about it anymore and we don't need to worry about it anymore. 13 and three, they're the one seed. The The path goes through Lambeau Field, okay? If you have a slip up against Tennessee, then you are still in an okay position because of what's going on in Kansas City or in New Orleans with Kansas City this weekend. If Kansas City wins, Green Bay can afford to lose that Titans game. Here's where it gets complicated, and and we're not going to go through every scenario because there's too many of them. The Packers are still going to need that Bears game in all likelihood because the Rams can catch them in record if they lose, and they can catch them in conference games if the Packers don't beat the Bears. And this Bears team is suddenly playing with some renewed confidence. Offensively, they look a lot better. Uh, They're getting rolling a little bit. Now, would that make me afraid of them? No, but it would be nice to not have to win that game. The only scenario where they don't have to win that game is where the only team with four losses is the Saints. And the only team that could get to 12 wins is the Saints. If the Packers win the next two, for example, you go into that final game, you can lose it. If the Saints lose this week or at any point in the next two weeks and the Rams and the Seahawks each lose one more because they're already a game back of Green Bay, they can't catch Green Bay in week 17, then you can make a decision. Now, this brings up an interesting discussion about what do you do? If you can sit everybody in week 17 and still get the one seed, is that too much time off? Do you need to play your guy? Are you going to play your guys a half? Are you just going to play because you want to beat the Bears? Do you start Jordan Love? I mean, these are all things that that the Packers are going to have to get sorted and they're going to have to figure out. Now, of course, it's an advantageous position to be in. You want to be wondering, hmm, which of my backup quarterbacks do I want to play in week 17 because the one seed is already in hand? And I don't want to hear any discussion about Lambeau Field or, you know, the week off, or this team is better in a dome. You want to win, and you want to win every game, and you want to be the one seed, and you want everyone to have to come to Lambeau. That's just, I I am not entertaining opposing arguments. I'm just not. You, you, You want to win all these games. Now, if Green Bay were in a position, you know, the Saints, they don't lose that game to the Eagles. And they're in a position and you're and to to wrap up the one seed and you're going, well, the two seed or the three seed doesn't really matter. So then you can you can play, you know, no one in week 17 because you got to play wildcard weekend anyway. You got to host someone, doesn't matter who. That would make sense. Worrying about it now is silly. And that's why this team just needs to focus on now because you have to win these conference games. You have to win these conference games. You have to beat the Panthers and the Bears. You'd like to win every game, but you have to win these conference games. If the Saints lose on Sunday, Green Bay only needs to win the conference games to get that one seed. 
So that doesn't mean let up against the Titans, but it does give you the, the, the way to just sort of play loose. You play free. Now it makes you, if you lose to the Titans, now you really have to beat the Bears. But, you know, you're in a, you're in a better position in that case. So Green Bay, just keep winning. What did Al Davis said? Just win, baby, win. Just keep winning. This is not that hard. Just keep winning. So will they run Davis, then go play action Anderson? That's going to be a lot of the game plan. Run the ball, play action, and try and get the ball to your playmakers. Because this offensive line has not played well for the, for the Carolina Panthers. And you want to be able to pressure them. And so they understand that. They understand that the best way to take the, the pressure off your quarterback in those situations is to go play action and run the ball a lot. You, you first of all, can't let Mike Davis beat you. You'd be more worried about Christian McCaffrey, but Mike Davis has played well for the Panthers in this stretch. So they're going to go with the play action and they're going to try and get the ball to Curtis Samuel, Robbie Anderson, these, these guys that they have who can hurt you. We assume DJ Moore is coming off the COVID list. I haven't seen news about that, uh, but he was set to do that. Um, the Panthers are playing for pride. You're playing for real stuff. So you go back to week 17. You go back to week 17 last year against the Lions and they come out in a game that matters to them but doesn't matter to Detroit. Come out lifeless. Aaron Rodgers has one of his, I think genuinely the worst accuracy game I've ever seen him have. It was unthinkable. I've, I've never seen him play worse. Just making throws. I mean, it wasn't like he was under pressure. It wasn't like he was, you know, it, he just was missing guys. I, I, and and the defense, like they're giving up big runs and they're not tackling well. And it was just like, what is going on? That team is not this team. That team is not this team. The, the Packers here are defensively. I said this in my newsletter. If you don't have the, the Lockdown Packers newsletter, go subscribe to it. The, the thing that I like about this game for the Packers is you have the opportunity to test this defense because the defense will be tested. Carolina's going to run the ball. You have a run defense problem. Carolina's going to play action. You try and create some big plays after the catch with tackling. You have a tackling problem. All right. That's great. Even if those things fail. You have a fail safe because this Panthers defense sucks. It's terrible. And so the offense is going to get to 30. I mean, this, this offense is a walking 30-point game. So you're going to get to 30. So the Panthers want to play exactly the kind of way that, that Green Bay struggles to defend. Okay, let's see you tighten it up. You're a Super Bowl team. If you're a Super Bowl team, you get this you get this righted to some degree. It doesn't have to be fixed. You don't have to, you know, go in and hold them to 180 yards total and and create five turnovers. Just look solid. Look like you have a clue what's going on. Look like you know what you're doing. That would be a good start. And and play with some intensity. Play with some intensity. Play with some pride. And some intensity and and the screen defense. Obviously, that's something that you have to be uh, aware of. Matt Lafleur talked about it specifically in his uh, conversations with the media this week, and that is something that you know has been an emphasis. The Panthers with Christian McCaffrey, excellent getting the ball to their running backs. The Packers not great getting 
defensive stops against running backs. Okay, what's your plan? What's your plan? Do we see more of Chris Barnes? Do we see more Kamel Martin? If Channon Sullivan isn't 100% and he's done with an injury, if he can't go, how do you juggle the playing time there? Josh Jackson come in, play the boundary. J.R. Alexander in the slot more? Could be. Could be. The, the problem is the Panthers have speed everywhere. And so you want Jair on the outside too for you're you know more likely to have those nine routes and then the goal balls down the sideline than you are to to get them through the the center, you know, middle of the field. You're not gonna you run slot fades and, and there's other ways to attack the middle of the field, obviously. But if you're talking about just deep speed, you you kind of want Jair on the boundary for when they send Robbie Anderson on, you know, the inevitable go routes or the or the deep posts or circle posts or whatever they're doing. When you have Guys who can run, and Kevin King is a 4-4 guy. Josh Jackson is a 4-5 guy. But you don't want to put him in the slot. So you you do have some decisions to make here. It's why having Shannon Sullivan is a nice luxury to have. Hopefully he can go. He's your slot. You don't worry about it. I like the idea of having Jair play a little bit more slot. I like the idea, frankly, of Jair Alexander playing a little bit more match. Just shadow the guy. You know, if, if you've got a matchup that you like, you know, it's DJ Moore week. You go out, you've got that guy. Next week, it's A.J. Brown. You got that guy. Week 17, Allen Robinson, you got that guy. Now, you don't want to do it every snap, but I think Mike Patton has gotten a little too caught up in the we want to be unpredictable. And he's taken it to the extreme to where he's actually, he has prioritized the idea of disguise or unpredictability over efficacy, over effectiveness. This is a team that has not effectively disguised its defense. And you would just rather line up and say, our guys are better than your guys. Because they are. They are, in most cases. And Malathor said it, we feel good about our guys covering the other guys in man. So why don't they play more man coverage? I don't understand. 25% for the season, man coverage. I mean, I'm not saying they need to be 75% man. No one is, really. But closer to 50-50 would, would be a little bit better to me, especially if you're going to play those deep safeties. If you're going to play the safeties deep to not give up the big play, then you can play a little bit more uh, aggressive underneath. doesn't have to be man. It could be cover two. It could be press bail. It could be you know any number of things that, that you want to do. I just I don't understand some of the approaches for Mike Patton. And it's, it's one of the reasons why I think most Packer fans are afraid of the playoffs. It's why I think they're afraid of the Titans. They have not been able to consistently make the adjustments that they need to in the games. They were actually better doing that last year. They were better a lot of things last year, frankly. I still really like the talent on this defense. And it could click for them. Or it could get a little better. I mean, at the end of the, the season for the Chiefs last year, all of a sudden they were playing some, you know, really solid run defense after being terrible to start the year. Now they're, by the way, once again, garbage running the ball or guarding against the run. Garbage. Terrible. Worse than the Packers. Worse than the Packers. They're, I think, bottom three in run defense DVOA. Terrible. Guess what? They're the favorite. Because they can score. Because they can score. That's the difference between this team and last year's team. Last year's team, the defense's struggles put Green Bay in a position where they had to score 
And they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it consistently. The offense was fine. They were a a good and consistent offense. And they, this year, are the best. DVOA is defense-adjusted value over average. So how does a team play relative to what you would expect an average team to do against a given opponent? So you play a group of defenses, you compare how other teams have done against those defenses, and you say, okay, how did Team X play? And then you're able to say, okay, how did they do relative to how other teams do against these teams? It's basically adjusting for opponent. So, you know, the the great example is a few years ago, the Patriots had the number one scoring defense, but they are, I think, 10th in DVOA because they had played by far the easiest schedule of offenses in football, by far. And, you know, the Packers, one of the reasons why they're number one in offensive DVOA is they played a top 10 defensive schedule. They played a lot of tough defenses and they're still scoring, leading the league, yards, yards per play, yards per yards per attempt. I mean, they're. They're killing it offensively. It doesn't matter who they play. They're they're putting they can put 30 on anyone. They've proven that. And so you you obviously can rely on that. It makes the defensive problems less than they would be in another year. Less than they would be, you know, last year. Now you, you get gashed for, you know, 300 yards on the ground by Dalvin Cook or, you know, 200 yards by Raheem Mostert, you're still gonna have some issues. You're still going to have some issues. But the fact that this offense can pick this defense up now really makes a fundamental calculation change to how well this team can compete for a Super Bowl. When the periscope goes down, for people who are are still wondering, when, when the periscope goes down, Twitter is going to pick it up. So it's going to still be live on Twitter. So we'll still be live. We're still going to do this. And we're, we're still going to be here every Friday during the season uh, doing some Instagram. There are some some Twitter lives. I don't know if there were, they have a new name for it. Doesn't matter. Um, and then we'll, we're going to pick some some times in the offseason and do some Q&A stuff. Maybe we'll do an Instagram live. Um, I'm not Kay Adams, so it might not be with Aaron Rodgers, but uh, we'll, we'll still do it and we'll take the questions and, and we'll have some fun. Uh, not Collins. I wouldn't take Collins on this platform, but you're asking a question, right? So, I mean, we're not going to chat. But, uh, you know, this is this is part of the deal here. I, I, we do have the Locked On Packers fan hotline for those of you who don't know. Uh, 920-341-3775. It's in the bio of our, our Twitter handle. You can leave voicemails. So people you want people to hear your voice. You can go there. Right. You can go there. Uh, the flap with the Bills fans. Oh, my goodness. Um, I I said some things about John Brown and Cole Beasley. And they were not happy about it. And I I stand by what I said, but I think the I think they overpaid for those guys. So do I I don't think Aaron was flirting with Kay. No, I don't. I think that they're both um nice people. I think that they are both people who know how to charm the camera. They know how to play a role. I I don't think, you know, those conversations would look identical off camera, is what I'll say. Just because they're professionals i mean k is an entertainer rogers is an entertainer it's what they do so um i i do have a, a prediction score uh for tomorrow i have it 35 24 packers i think i think the packers uh defense is going to play well enough 
And I think the Packers offense just has too many, too many problems for the Panthers defense to try and put together. Uh, I think this, this offense is, is really a special group and uh, it really sucks. And Rogers talked about it in that Instagram live that it, it just is such a bummer that fans can't be there to be a part of it because this is a special season and there's not going to be an asterisk. This is a special football season. The Packers are on a special run and it sucks. It sucks that fans don't get to be there, that the players don't get to be at Lambeau with 75,000 crazy, freezing cold, drunk, bratwurst eating fans. And it sucks for those people who don't get to go there, who don't get to be there for you guys, who don't get to go to the game, don't get to enjoy it. And I look, I'm I'm not going to go to Tampa, probably. Probably. Do I get the vaccine? Can I get the vaccine before I go? Uh no, I, I, that's why I probably won't go. I have a seven-month-old. I'm not going to go. Um, and it, it's just the unfortunate part of this. So one of the reasons why I, I think it sucks is because the cool thing about winning and the cool thing about having a special season is being able to share it and being able to be in the stands. And I know how many of you have gone to Lambeau or you've gone to, it doesn't have to be the Packers. It could be any game. You go to a game, your team wins, and you walk out and you make friends with everyone you meet on your way out. And you're yelling and you're screaming and you're chanting. And it is just the best. And the players, they have to celebrate differently. Now, I mean, it's COVID. You got it. You, you can't, you can't experience the same thing. If the Packers win, they probably don't have a parade. But just think about that. They probably don't have a parade. That that is just a, a bummer. And and obviously these are champagne problems. You know this is this is real life. Um, this is life, serious life and death stuff for a lot of people. And we're talking about hundreds of thousands of people who have passed away. Um, I just saw over four hundred thousand people just in the state of Wisconsin um, have COVID or have had COVID. So it, it is something that is going to continue to affect us for a long time. The fact that, you know, your favorite football team can't have fans and stands is like number 968 on the reasons that this all sucks, but you know, this is a football show. So, um, I, I just think it's worth, it's worth mentioning that, that we need to appreciate it from afar. And I hope, I hope people are, because this is this is a special season. And just because we can't be there doesn't mean we can't appreciate it. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers.